evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Tuesday Night Flight. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG. We coming in hot and heavy on a special Tuesday Night Flight because we're giving away some money tonight. So we got the Midnight Rider, undefeated, undisputed. I can't do him like he was done on Sunday. I can't do it like Josh. The show stopped, baby. He killed it, and I cannot follow that, so I'm not going to try. But uh, first and foremost, how you doing tonight? Doing good, man. Ready to see what you got for us, man. All you right, said Super Bowl trivia, so I don't want to be hearing about, like, who's the 47th seventh player on the roster, the Miami Dolphins, to to have two picks. And I don't know. Just uh, don't be random. Oh, it's not going to be random. I mean, it should be – it's knowledge – that everybody should know. And you we'll get into Super Bowl trivia later on in the show. But when we do, we'll post the link in the comments. You go ahead and you hit the link. Now, if you can't get in, I mean, it's too many people in. But I don't expect a lot of people because ain't nobody going to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's 10 bucks. But let me see you win this 10 bucks. It's 10 bucks more than you had last time. So, uh, first and foremost, Ky- I'm sorry, LeBron James. That's why we got the color that we got tonight. That's that form blue you know that's not purple and gold that's form blue is what jack can't cook called it form blue and jack LeBron- dead it's purple <laughs> jack's dead it's purple man don't we don't be don't be talking about my team colors well it is not purple it's form blue okay go ahead do your thing lebron is on the brink of history tonight 36 points and he takes over for for uh Kareem Abdul Jabbar is an all time leading scorer in NBA history. Um, let me let me let me throw this question at you. First question of the night, easy one. I'm a softball this one. Will he break the record tonight? Um, I need him to, because my parlay's got him scoring thirty and um Shea Gilgis Alexander scoring thirty, amongst other things. I need Cam Thomas to get on the yeah. There we go, Cam Thomas. I need Cam Thomas to give me twenty. But yeah, it's some ridiculous eleven game parlay that um yeah only us weirdos do because you know mm, mm, mm. yeah. <sighs> hey, everything's about gambling and this lifestyle of mine. I'm trying to tell you, and I see. I'm like gambling I want to know boobs and white and white women. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to see man. Hell, if you win, I look. I want to be your manager. That's all, man. <laughs> Just uh, want to manage you through this. Oh man, I'm okay. not messing with you because I'm about, you about to make me throw an old movie reference. So let's <laughs> stop before that. Question number two is: Do you think? No, let me let me rephrase that. Question number two is: Hold on, hold on, we gotta stop the show. What's that? Ben Simmons just hit a layup. Like I think they gonna stop the game. I think we needed a video montage. Um, mm. Mm, mm. Ben Simmons has been aggressive around the rim. I don't know what's going on. Because mm. he found out he had no trade value. That's why. We got a mouse in the house. He took book <laughs> in the post. There's a mouse in the house. <laughs> That's my thing. Watch the he, clock, baby. He, he he found out he had no trade value, so he took he, he took it personally. Nick Claxton said, I'm clocking out. <laughs> I think, Isn't that how y'all said? Yeah. You got to um, clock out. Move out the way. Get out know. the paint. You know? I'm um, sorry. Go ahead. What does this scoring all-time scoring leader record do for LeBron's legacy? I mean, he already has a Hall of Fame legacy. Um, 
he made some comments today uh the last couple of days that i'll get into next but what does this do for his legacy i mean i think he's he's a definitely a generational talent i think he's um one of the greatest players to ever play this game and depending on your your mantra your 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 belief system because i think honestly when it comes down to fans it's not about it's about what you believe in and what you like the terms is a person's position on your mount rushmore and then sometimes it's just your bias you know because i'll never take kobe and magic off my you know my rushmore i don't care what happens but and i think tonight is one of those moments where a he solidifies that but because his longevity he's going to be probably top 10 in rebounds top 10 in assists so he's going to have a very dynamic legacy that, you know, and it's funny because I listened to um, the young cat, Linnell Willingham, on um, 106.7 slash 980, and he was talking today earlier about, yeah, you know, the most people, the only people that really hate on LeBron is the guys over 35. I'm like, that's true, but it's because we've seen Mike, we've seen Cole, we've seen Magic. So we got a little bit different layer to our history and to what we believe in and what we like. You know, LeBron's done some great things. I won't take anything from him, but, yeah, I mean, it's not – sometimes it's not everybody's cup of tea. Styles make fights, as they say. And styles make, make make how you decide on somebody's legacy and how you view it. The problem is we had this group thing sometimes where we feel like everybody should see the world as we see it, and that's not how the world is set up. Oh my and God, Ben Simmons just passing up another jumper. I'm sorry. I agree because here we are on the brink of history. And some of us that are what? Mm. See, I was a I was a big basketball fan when Kareem broke it. You know, what was that 89? 84. 84. Huh? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah, he, April 5th, 9, 8, oh, April he broke it 84 with his last yeah. points with 89 with the sky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I didn't. Yeah. Now, see, here, that's my thing. I seen somebody put in the comments of a post about LeBron breaking it. He was like, you know, and this is the comments that LeBron made. One of the comments he made was, I chuckle at it a little bit because they don't recognize him as a scorer. And he right. said, you know, after I break this record, you're going to have to recognize me as a scorer. And I agree with that because LeBron always could score, but he always chose to pass first and delegate and get everybody involved. Whoa, I think we over-exaggerate the pass first part of this. He was a pat. He was a willing passer. Hey, yeah. First. Uh, okay. 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 I'll give you willing you know passer. I, like, 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 I mean, I've, and trust me, um, since he's been a Laker, you know, I hate when he goes into LeBron Curry mode where he wants to start pulling from um, deep three and stuff instead of taking it to the rim. I don't know. I mean, let's see the old man. You want to make the old man come out. So I'm not going to like that. I'm, I'm, okay. What I'm saying is somebody said it took him long enough because it took him 20 years to do it. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay. Didn't Kareem took, play 20 years? Kareem played 21, if I'm not mistaken. And he did it in year 16, I believe. But now here's the difference between LeBron and Kareem. Three-point shot. Three-point shot is one. But Kareem had arguably the most unstoppable dominant shot in basketball history. Uh, Tell me where I'm lying. And they had the two best point guards, two of the best point guards to ever play the game. I'll agree with that. 
two out of I'll say two out of the top four. I know you're gonna say John Stockton, so I'm not even you, gonna start this conversation. Uh, but we're his, not starting a conversation, KJ. No, we don't have to. But everybody changed John Stockton like he wasn't one of the greatest the point guards of all time. KJ, I honestly just said I know you're gonna say John Stockton. You got you know. You see, you I, like I, I'm trusting you because I push know your knowledge. Buttons. I'm not doing anything. Push my buttons. Pushing my buttons. Oh, that wasn't, even, that wasn't even a button push. Pushing my buttons. It wasn't. So, does this record get the haters off LeBron's back, or does he incur no. more haters? I don't think he incurs more, but I think the same haters are going to still operate near rent district because, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we I like that. We 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 done because it's it's simple. When you grow up on certain things, you're not going to let this go. And the funny thing is, all those 25, 26, 28 year old dudes, it's like, yeah, y'all old dudes holding on to your past. Well, in 10 years or whatever, when Cass is trying to put whoever the superstar is, whether it's Giannis, Ja, whoever, they're like, oh, he's a transcendent star. Guess what the argument they're going to be having? Well, he wasn't LeBron James. Mm-hmm. LeBron, I seen LeBron James do this and LeBron do this. So it's like we're, we're, we're characters of the narrative that we've that's been written in our lifetime. We're just part of the story. And we're just telling our version of the story. That's why old dude like like us will sit there and be like, yeah, I I love I love this. I love magic. I love boom boom. But that's what we grew up on. That was our that was our um food pyramid. You know what I'm saying? But see, you said old dudes like us. See, I'm young and I'm frisky. Yeah, I mean you're younger than me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You see, you see, you see. See, I got the seven. You know what I'm saying? When I play, when I play any game, I make create a player. I can't go all the way back. I gotta stop like at 90 something. You know what I'm saying? I mean 2000 something. I can't go. Well, yeah. Like, it's like the will of fortune. You know, when you when you when you filling out them them applications, they're like, what's your age? I'm like, Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm, I'm in that range too. I won't I will not lie. I got I got AR AARP knocking at the door, like yo, let me holler at you. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Um LeBron Are made a comment. Special fruity rooty tooty breakfast tomorrow at Denny's. You know, I'm joking. Hey, hey man, don't, don't knock the grand the grand slam now. Hold on. <laughs> knock the grand slam. But LeBron said he would like to actually be able to be normal for a bit. And I, I just you know, sometimes I just look at posts, I don't comment. I'll like it, but then I'll go to the comment section and I'll just look at all the laughing emojis and oh, LeBron's a crybaby. Why? Because he wants to be normal. You got to realize wanting to be normal after you've been famous since you've been in 11th grade. This dude's 38. He's been on a national radar since he's in the, been in 11th grade. He didn't have a normal teenage years. He didn't have a normal 20s. He didn't have a normal 30s. He's not going to have a normal life for the rest of his life. He can live to be 269 years old. He could be older than Methuselah. And he's never going to have a normal life because he's always going to be LeBron James. Methuselah, isn't that what Brian Mitchell calls um, Doc Walker? I think that's one of the things he called. (laughs) But what's so wrong with him wanting to be normal for a day? He said he wanted to go to Starbucks and just get a cup of coffee and just be a cup of coffee. I mean, just throw some, throw a wig on, man. Yeah, I, Michael Jackson could get away with that. LeBron couldn't. You see a six foot eight, 240, 50 pound dude walk in there, you automatically know he, he balls for somebody. Right, right. He, he ain't a YMCA baller. Mm-mm. So, you know, 
But people actually laughed at that. And I'm like, this dude, granted, the years he was in Miami, I hated him in Miami because it stopped my Bulls from winning the championship. He would Miami was Chicago's biggest rival then. Because they could oh, be everybody else. Was your biggest rivalry. You said who? Injuries. Yeah, I'm just saying. No, because I love Derek, but Derek just was hurt that whole time. And it, it, literally... it, it, it wasn't the whole time. Stop it. Stop it. It wasn't I the mean, whole time. Okay. It wasn't the whole time. Stop mm. it. All right, 65%. But uh he 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 was the villain. When he went to Miami, everybody felt he was the villain. Uh, but did I have a takeaway from? No, I didn't take away. I from. love that one. That was my favorite one. The, the, the was, whole the, it was like a wrestling heel turn. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, we here with the kids in Cleveland. I'm having blah blah blah. Taking my talents to South Beach, and it was just like instantly. Ooh, oh, that was beautiful, man. It, it was it was kind of like Hogan dropping a leg on on, on Macho Man mm-hmm. and forming the NWO. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. That's what it was. And for that, I look back on that now, and I was like, yes, I was pissed about that. And I'm still pissed about it. But did I ever call out LeBron and be like, oh, he can't play? No, I knew he could play. But I wasn't. as long as he was in Miami, I wasn't going to acknowledge a damn thing he did because I needed to get past Miami. If he would have stayed in Cleveland and, and had that run of dominance in Cleveland, I can understand that. But I needed to get past Miami. I wanted one more title. I wanted D Rose to get a title. That's all I ever wanted. He might, but, I mean, he's he a free agent now. I mean, not a free agent, but he, he I know they're talking about him at the trade deadline going to a contender. But they talk about him coming back to Chicago. Hmm? I don't mean that with disrespect. I, I, I truly felt like we got cheated. Yeah. And that might be a show. The, 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 the show where we talk about athletes that we either felt or we thought um, had a chance to dominate an era or take over era or change the dynamics of an era but their injury history because i already got a five mm, um, i think i got about five too off the top i mean and, and it'd be real quick and reckless y'all derrick rose uh brandon roy grant hill tracy mcgrady and that's just out for that that section of time mm. well i ain't gonna talk about them yeah i ain't gonna talk about reggie lewis Right there, you go. See, so yeah, that's a show. I ain't giving up content. Oh, n- n- that's already been said. I'll have to send that one to you. That's already been said. The what if show, I did a what if show on that. No, I know you did. That's why I brought yeah. it up. Yeah, pay attention, KG. Oh, yeah, I know because that duo of Lynn Bias and, and 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 uh Reggie Lewis versus Jordan and Pippen in the east. Oh my god, the battles Jordan would have never retired. True, but. Content. So, um, last but not least about LeBron, uh, it's coming up soon. I think the game starts at nine and TNT said they will not, if the game is under a minute, uh, six points is closer to six points or less. They're not going to stop the game or if it's an overtime, they're not going to stop the game. I don't care what the time limit is. You got to stop the game because this right here is a monumental moment in the history of the game. And to say that in my lifetime, your lifetime, pretty much all of the sideline junkies' lifetime, we get to see the scoring record broke twice. That's saying something. That's history. So hit the hit hit the hit the DVR, folks, because just like Kobe's last game, this is one you're gonna watch over and over again. 
No one. Sticking with the NBA, Kyrie Irving and uh, Joseph Sy. Now, as of yesterday, the Kyrie Irving trade to Dallas was not official. It hasn't been announced by the league office as of yet because the Nets are exploring other options. And other options was a third team. A third, it was, I heard other options plus a third team. Okay. Okay. So I heard the third team too. Here's the, the question that I have. And Stephen A. Smith and Jay Williams got into it. What was it yesterday morning on yeah. first take? Yeah. And Jay Williams, I'm behind him a thousand percent because it seems like Stephen A. Smith has the hots. He got it out for Kyrie. Anything Kyrie does, he always has to go off on it. But, you know, Dana White, he was quiet. Jerry Jones, he was he defended Jerry Jones. You know, you, you talk about all the things that Kyrie Irving has done that you didn't like. And I, I feel the same for Whitlock. You talk about and Whitlock was like that with Kaepernick. You 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 feel a like Whitlock is the master of manipulation. Like there's certain guys that I like I dislike them because and I, I'll name just two off the top of my head, Whitlock and Levitard. Like I feel like they take they take umbrage when it's convenient for them. And that, that annoys me to the, the, the utmost. The other person is Bob Costas, but I will get us off on that because you already know how much how I feel about that guy. I get it. However, for Yo, who are these guys on the court for both teams? I'm watching Phoenix in Brooklyn, and maybe I don't watch enough basketball. Jesus. <laughs> for Stephen A to go on such a rant about Kyrie Irving on this podcast, and he had none of that venom, he had none of that energy for uh Jerry Jones. And you know when 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 a certain the picture resurfaced of, of Jerry Jones in Arkansas uh, out front of the school, oh, he was just a curious fourteen year old boy. And everybody's you know a lot of people' response was Emmett Till was a curious fourteen year old boy too. Look what happened to him. You know, innocence, but it's innocent when it's them. But it it it, it you know, it's death when it's us. Trayvon Martin. So, you know, but he had no venom for that. But Kyrie, everything Kyrie can say, you know what? I'm thinking about buying reusable toilet paper. Y'all buy it and tell me what y'all think. Oh, Kyrie, he's such a, a, a flat earther and this, that, and the other. Kyrie Irving, I don't understand. Why does he do this? Why does he have to buy reusable toilet paper? What kind of nasty bull is that? That's what happens. He says, I'm going to buy it, see how it is. Y'all tell me how y'all feel about it if y'all buy it. So, I'm going I'm to I'm be nice, try to be nice to Jay Wynn. I'm not going to say my first thoughts on that. But I honestly feel like that that confrontation, that conversation was born because they had a, either a pre-show meeting or they were talking during the break. You know how we always... If we had commercial breaks, we'd be talking about what's next, mm-hmm. stuff up. And then I feel like Jay Williams had something he wanted to say, but he ain't say it. 
and that's why your man went 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 north on him and tried to like try to like come on say what you was gonna say say what you said to me earlier you know what I'm saying that's the feeling I got mm. and maybe and maybe it was a little personal because they seem to to have these moments more so than anybody else so maybe they need to just shoot a fair one and, and get it over with you know um mm. or no I'm not gonna say that well I, I thought it was personal I was too. I'm sorry so yeah. Let them so, just had shoot their fair one. So that that's the Kyrie Irving side of this segment. Now the Joseph size uh, side of this segment is he's the owner of the New York Liberty and the Brooklyn Nets, and he owns a couple of businesses. But he talks about Kyrie Irving. You know the checklist that he had to have to come back to the um, the team after he told everybody to check out a movie that was on Amazon. We talked about this on right. Sunday. Right. He told everybody check out a movie. He had to do this whole checklist to come back to the team. But Joseph Sai acts like his hands are clean. If you're not going to talk about it, then they are. Yeah, but here's my thing. You can't run around like your hands are clean. You, you can't into the world don't say nothing about it. Well, hold on. L- 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 let me. I mean, you know, I'm not talking about us. I know. The world. I know. The world. But here's my thing. And I got this from Eton Thomas. But I'll, I'll say when Eton Thomas posted that, the first thing I, I thought of, you know, we're, we're coming into the 20th anniversary of Get Rich or Die Trying. So it, it brings up a good lyric from that album. You shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And if you got a glass jaw, please watch your mouth. Joseph Sy has all of that. You can't throw stones if you live in a glass house. You talk about anti-Semitism, but dude, you are... are, 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 are you, you, the company you run overseas supported the genocide of Chinese people. Mm-hmm. But nobody talks about that. See what I'm saying? And now on the way out, you want to stick it to Kyrie Irving. It came out, oh, well, we don't want to send him none of the destination because he wanted his destination to be the Lakers. So we didn't want to send him to the Lakers. But you made it look like the Lakers were the ones that backed out of the deal. But in turn, you didn't want to send him anywhere he wanted to go. So you wanted to stick the, the, the screws to him on the way out. Why? Because you're petty. And anybody that feels that Kyrie's a crybaby because he went out because he wanted to get out. And we talked about this. You stay in a toxic situation and tell me if you're going to stay in a toxic work situation. As long as Kyrie did, if you're not winning, they're not trying to build, and management hates your guts. Real, yeah. Because I'm not staying. I don't blame Kyrie for wanting out. I got you. Now, every other stop, everybody says, well, look at how he left Cleveland. Well, I would have left Cleveland, too. Yeah, y'all won a championship, but it was kind of sort of, okay, what are we going to do now? Once Cleveland gave Tristan Thompson all that damn money, I would have left, too. Tristan Thompson, that damn big, and that dude couldn't even get you a poor man's double-double. I would have left too. I'm sorry. Oh, well, look at how he left Boston. Well, obviously, he had problems in Boston. But he did tell Boston. Yeah, he, he told Cleveland the same thing. He told Boston. He told, he Cleveland. told New Jersey that there's no way I'm going to leave my man number seven. But he, this is the thing. It's above him now. It's not about him wanting to leave. I mean, he wants to leave, but... Can, if if I'm Kevin Durant, who is rumored by Stephen A. Smith to be going to Boston, if I'm Kevin Durant, I can't be mad at you, even though you my man's. I can't be mad at you for wanting to be in a better situation. That's going that a situation that's so bad it's affecting 
your play on the court, your mental health, it's affecting your finances. I can't I can't be that selfish and tell you, dog, suck it up and just play, man. No, I, I can't you. be that guy. I understand. I mean, if, if I care about you, I care about you. I but, think we're watching the end of Chris Paul, man. Really? Yeah, it don't look good. I'm I'm sorry, but it don't. Maybe, maybe he, I mean, maybe he nursing something, but it don't look good. Next topic up. Uh, Shannon Sharp has some thoughts on John Morant, and the clickbaiters have put it as, oh, Uncle Shay Shay took a jab at John Morant. No, he told him the truth. Now, um, in words, you know, like sometimes you got to understand what you, like I always tell people, sometimes you got to know who you are and what you are and don't be what you ain't. Yeah. And, and I think that's all Uncle Shay was really starting to say and say it in a, a nice way because there's no need for you to be out here in this situation trying to say or act as if you're about this. And I think Sauce Gardner, well, you know what? I'm not going to say that because that might be content. It's something you might want to get to later. No, no, no. So, that's that's a part of the segment. That's why I sent it. So, so, so I'm going to let you have that part, though. I'm going I'm to let you have your shine on that because that's something you brought up. So I think I think it's important for guys to realize a what part of their life they're in. You know what I'm saying? Like um like old wise man once told me that the, being a hustler doesn't have a nursing home. Mm-hmm. So so I mean I'll just say leave it at that. But I mean I just think some of these guys they get there and then now they want to get on their tough guy stuff and if you ain't a tough guy, you ain't a tough guy. It's okay. It's all right. Like, maybe you like books and Miles Davis. You know what I'm saying? Maybe write a little poetry. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you do this and that, but be you. Like, stop trying to be everything else just because. You know what I'm saying? That's that's mm-hmm. the problem with this world is like, I think we sometimes try to falsify our narratives when all we are is what we are. Yeah. And what's crazy is Rappers and hey, athletes. hold on, because I got more quote Ron Rivera, because I know how much you love him. You know, sometimes you gotta be where your feet are. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. But see, if you notice, rappers and athletes all want to be gangsters. Gangsters want to be rappers and athletes. Right. And you know, I, I, I felt what Shannon Sharp, Uncle Shay Shay said to John Moran. I thought it was really good. You know, really good uh, words of wisdom from from an older dude, right? And then Sauce Gardner comes through. He tweeted this out: "Pro athletes, if you really from the trenches, you ain't got to prove it. Every time you know eyes are on you, a lot of y'all ain't even like that for real, and that's fine. All your life you grind to go pro, make it pro, and start making millions. Then you turn gangster. That's backwards. And I agree, one thousand percent. Because here's my thing." Some of us grew up in some rough neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Some of us ran with some rough dudes. A lot of us got friends that we lost to the streets. Mm-hmm. But ain't nothing wrong with being a garbage man. Ain't nothing wrong with working a nine to five. Ain't nothing wrong with none of that. None of it. Because the thing is, 
that street life only got two ways out most of the time. You lucky enough you get out alive. But it's either jail or six feet deep. And I used to have a saying, I, I used to think I was, you know, hard, but just because I was doing stuff and I was running with a rough crowd. And somebody has said something to me, said, what you going to do if you get caught up? I said, well, I'd rather be carried by six than judged by 12. But so you mean you'd rather die? I was like, if it come down to it. But I had to sit down and I had to think about that. You in your early 20s. But at that time, I was going through so much pain, man. So much pain in my heart. I didn't care. I, I didn't. I didn't really care if I lived or die. I didn't. Honestly. And I'm glad I got over that because I get to see my 40s. And I get, to, I get to raise my kids. Now, I didn't have kids at the time, but I just really didn't give a damn if I lived or die. And I was like, hell, the streets consume me. It's fine. I don't give a shit. Ain't got nothing. I don't really have much here no more, no way. That's that's a tough part. That's actually like a um that's an interesting show in his own right, to be to, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Because um, because mental health and not even from a standpoint of just understanding where you are in certain places in life and like like what you've gone through sometimes shapes and also um makes decisions harder because you get to certain points because of like the loss of life mm -hmm. and not everybody understands that that's a thing like like losing a loved one is a thing mm -hmm. it's not something that you just get over it's not something that happened um whether it was october the first or whatever date it was it doesn't end there that's the part that everybody doesn't get now everybody be like oh you gotta get over it but it's, there's there's more to those stories. There's more to that situation, but I'm not gonna get on my soapbox on that because I got I got I got many many things to go with that. Oh, believe me, I'm right there with you. That, that now that right there, if we just took time out on a whole show and just did mental health about just that, just losing yeah. a loved one. Yeah, man, people so, people don't. If you've never been through it and you've never been through something that deep, you wouldn't understand it. Yeah, but. What I'm saying is you have to, when you get to that level of fame and fortune, you know, it's one thing to be rich. My, my, my daughter always says she's 10. She says, daddy, I want to be rich. I said, no, baby, you don't want to be rich. You want to be wealthy because being rich, you can run out of money. Being wealthy, you got money for generations. I said, that's what you work on. You work on wealth, not riches. And NBA players, to a certain extent, can work on wealth. And for John Morant to be running with a crowd that's still in the, in the street and in the trenches, you can't. everybody can't go. Malcolm X said that. When it's time to move, everybody can't go. You can't take care of everybody. You can't have everybody with you. And this whole thug act, yeah, everybody, uh, everybody a gangster until it's time to do gangster shit. And I, 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 I've told my sons that I said, you can think you hard because your friends big you up and people kind of just move out your way when you walk. I said, it's all good until another gangster walks in the room and you just tuck your tail and run. Ain't you no problem. You got the gun. Exactly. I said, you, you got to realize that. And that's what John Morant has to realize. And I thought that was just a brilliant observation and brilliant, uh, 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 a brilliant 
a piece of advice. But all the people talking about, oh, he took a jab at him. See, that's the problem. You cannot be an adult and criticize. Right. And you 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 take somebody giving you advice. Oh, you hating on me. No, I'm trying to save your damn life. And, you know, the other funny thing about um, the way Shannon did it was just it was pure. Like it wasn't it wasn't. I mean, I mean, it happened on camera, but it's like, look, dude, think about what you got going on. Um, and I think sometimes our athletes don't always recognize because we always we, we we've been born with this responsibility that you got to take care of your boys or take care of people that you grew up with. And, and, and that has hurt a lot of people. I mean, think about Trent Richardson and the stuff that he was dealing with where every time he went home or he was getting phone calls and he had to turn his phone off because he was making millions and everybody was just tugging and pulling at him. And the kid didn't even really have the career he, he probably should have had because he was so um, off kilter about what was going on around him. And, and so I just think at times our athletes need somebody to say things and I'm men need to be men, and you need to stop a brother and be like, "Yo, you doing this wrong," and, and, and it needs to be okay for it. It's not hate. It's it's really me trying to save you from going down the road that maybe I seen somebody else went through go through. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about Shannon was a teammate of Ray. Yeah, you know what I'm and saying. We know what Ray went through. So his so friends got him into. At a certain point, you got to think like, all right, so maybe some of that comes from that. That background, like it's it's things that we've done or we've seen, and you're you're giving advice, and like you don't have to always cross the roads or go across the train tracks that somebody else traveled across. That's all, man. That's true. That is absolutely true. And we we <laughs> I got this. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, BJ he always get on me about this. He say, man. You got more Ray Lewis quotes, and I think he's so full of hot air most of the time. I said, because the stuff that he says, it actually resonates with me. I love it. And he 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 said, what did he say? He said, um, when an eagle flies and it looks over and it sees another oh, bird. What? What? <laughs> what you know about that eagle? <laughs> and if either it's gonna move high or if it's up high enough, it knows it's another eagle because it can't nothing fly that high. That's it. He said, Eagles fly with Eagles. You show me your crowd, and I'll show you your future. There you go. And I feel that's one of my ringtones. So when alarm goes off, when I I land next to you, (laughs) that that right, that that is my wake up tone every morning. Ray Lewis gets me ready for work every morning. What did he say, that cat? Something about um, your past is your past, and you said, man, what you gonna do today? (laughs) Oh, man, what? Look, do I got to do? I'm going I'm to go ahead and do it for you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're I talking about. We had about. a conversation about this. Yes, we did. Uh, hold on. Right now, it's all we got. You know what I'm talking about? Right now, it's all we got. We and every morning that's what plays my phone goes off that's what plays and what you got for me right now because yesterday is gone and tomorrow's too far away you hear him? 
about, and, I was about to <laughs> see it's, it's things like that. And I, sometimes I want to backslide a little bit. I want to do the street stuff sometimes because it, I be that pissed off. But then I rem I remember I got a lot more to lose now. This ain't mm -hmm. the, the the 19, 20 year old me. This is the 41 year old me. I got too much to lose to do that. And I don't have the money that John Morant has. I don't have the endorsements. But he's in the same situation. He got too much to lose to let anybody else drag him down. Mm -hmm. So Shannon Sharp, I applaud you as a man. Don't matter mm -hmm. what color. As a man, I applaud you for looking out for a younger man and trying to keep him away from the pitfalls of friendship. So there's a great story. Um, and this is why you, after you post, did the Ray Lewis thing. Now you got me in the philosophical brain, part of my brain. Um, and the great Sidney Poitier was talking to Jamie Foxx at an Oscars party. And like Jamie Foxx was walking around and, you know, he was meeting everybody. And so they were like, yeah, Sidney Poitier wants to meet you. And like Sidney pulls him to the side, and he says like this one sentence to him, and it always sticks to me when I when people we talk about something like this. He was like, "Yo, tonight, I give you responsibility. Just let that sit. Think about it. Tonight, I give you responsibility. What you do with it is up to you, but I give you responsibility. That's it." I ain't, got, I ain't gonna explain it no more. Mm. I, hey, I can take a horse to the water, but I can't make it drink. So no, if you don't give me, you understand. You can, you can email me, you can DM me, and we can talk about it. But I'm just mm. letting you know. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Whew. See, we we get deep here at sideline junks. We get deep. <laughs> we sometimes we get deep in the BS. But we get deep in the philosophical when it comes to saving a life. Yeah, and man. keeping you away from the pitfalls. And when I say pitfalls of friendship, that's what I'm talking about. If that's somebody's not pouring into you, that's that you don't word. need them. You that's don't need a great them. word. Yeah. Because if they're not, if you're pouring into them and you, they want money financially, but they're not pouring into you in any way, you getting ready to make a dumb decision. They're like, yeah, go ahead, man. Do it, do it, do it. And they just, yes, man, those are not the people you need around you. A real friend will tell you, hey, man, you dumb as hell. Don't do that. A real friend to tell you the truth. Real friend to hurt your feelings. Hell yeah. And but the thing is, it's not gonna be hurt feelings because it's something to save your life. I got a couple of those. Oof. Yeah. Ooh. Now the nice. moment we've all been waiting for uh -oh. is the Super Bowl trivia. Uh-oh. I hit the wrong button. I hit the wrong button. The link is in the comments. You click the link. We'll have you backstage. We'll take you one by one if you choose to call. If you do not, so are we going? Are you? I guess I'm the victim of Super Bowl trivia for right now until somebody hops on the link. Yeah, we'll give them a couple okay. minutes. We'll All give right. them a let's go. Couple minutes. All right. Question number one is three questions, five seconds per question. God dang. Yeah, I give you five seconds because if I give you three, that's not enough because we got the lag. But five seconds per question. I think I need eight or ten. I got. See, if I give you eight or ten, you can Google it. I, hey, my hands are right here. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> that, that, that's the whole thing. The, the stop. The Google here we go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Here we go. 
question number one. First non-QB to win Super Bowl MVP. First non-QB to win Super Bowl MVP. Ugh. All right. Um, Jack Ham and um, Lambert. No, sir. Who is it? It's actually Chuck Howley. Oh, uh, Indianapolis. Yep. Yeah, Indianapolis, but Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my personal favorite. Only Super Bowl that cannot be replayed. Only Super Bowl that cannot be replayed. It can, it, it can never be rematched. What do you mean? Meaning, okay, you know how the Commanders okay, okay, can play I think Denver. I, know I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the Commanders can play Denver again. The Cowboys can play the Bills again. But this Super Bowl can never be replayed again. But it's a Super Bowl. And you give me five seconds for this? What you what you in the, you in the annals of the, I mean not annals, but the annals of the Super Bowl <laughs> history with when, this joint. Hold on, when, hold on, hold on. When it comes to Super Bowl history, I'm that guy. Super Bowl that can never be replayed. Cleveland doesn't have it. The same who the, the Rams play. But no, the Rams didn't play anybody that moved. Just give me the answer because I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to fight through it. And that sounds like meatloaf. Um, yes. She is. What are you trying to get? What are you doing? Okay. Okay. Super Bowl three can never be replayed. The Jets versus the Colts. But it's the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. But the Jets and the Colts are both in the AFC. Because remember, it was AFL versus ah, NFL. Ah, ah, taste the soup. That's what you were trying to get me to do. <laughs> taste the soup. Because I almost said that, but I was like, ah, the Colts still exist. Yeah. Ah, um, I spoon. I'll give you one more. All right. I mean, one I'm, more, one I'm more. terrible at this, as we can see, obviously. Uh, I'm going to throw you a soft one. This one should be easy. Full walk and 98 yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, first co MVPs in Super Bowl history. It was the one I said, but I can't remember who the other MVP was. No, it wasn't those two. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Who was before them? <laughs> the first Super Bowl co MVPs: the beautiful Harvey Martin and the man. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> so. I, I told you I got trivia for days. And people going to go back and look at this and be like, oh, man, all right, he going to ask this question. No, I'm not. I might ask it again, and I might not. I, look, I might yeah. ask another question again, the same question, and be like, hey. Um, you have anybody in the, in the thing? Nope. All so right, so go. come on. Let's, let's go to the next part and come back we'll, to it. We'll move on. Um, Brian Flores is going to Minnesota as D.C. Uh, how do you feel about this move? I think, I think Kevin O'Connell was smart and knows that First, he's got to get somebody that has a scheme that's going to work. And then second, they got to get him talent. Like, if Minnesota doesn't go heavy defense in this draft, I don't understand what they're doing. Because um, you got you, you got a quarterback. You got a um, – well, you, you you have parts of a team, but the problem is you leave the game in the balance because your defense can't stop anybody. So I love this. I think it's an opportunity. I think for him, it's just another way for him to help remake his image 
and with all the other stuff going on. Do I ever think he's gonna be a head coach? Eh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna take the owner to really wanna um be different for him to be a head coach. Mm. Now and I'll say it that way. And that that's what that's where I was gonna go because I was gonna say, you know, it's crazy. He's only getting DC jobs, you know, but I mean, you got to, I guess he's working his way back up. Cause what was he last year? He was a DB coach or was a linebacker coach at Pittsburgh? Something like that. But you also, it's, it's, so it's weird for me because I try to not get too personal with this, but like when you're in corporate America, like corporate America has these things built in place to kind of, um, almost new to you to an extent like they they make it so like oh this is his downfall or this is his weakness but they'll hop on your weakness but somebody else will have the same weakness but they'll never say anything about it or like you can be good at this at x but the person that or no they'll say oh you never did x but then they'll hire the person that's never done x to do the same job that they that, that they said you couldn't do because you never did x Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna leave it, I'm gonna try to be as correct <coughs> and say it that way. Say it that way. Well, let, let me let me throw this at you. If you remember during the coaching cycle, remember Washington reached out to Jim Caldwell for OC. Mm-hmm. He said he was only interested in head coaching jobs. Right. I don't think anybody called him in for a head coaching job. I think he had one interview, but I mean, I think his problem is in his issue is that only time you call me is when you just need me to get you through the running rule. Yeah. And, and it's I don't, not genuine. I don't like that because, but it's, that's the, I mean, but see, that's the problem why we've tried to incentivize this. See, see, like, I love how people say, Oh, there's not an issue. If they have to incentivize you with a draft pick to maybe get you or reward you for doing something, there's a problem. Yes. There's an issue, and that's the problem that nobody sees is that like they think, oh, we're just throwing race out there and saying race is an issue. Um, no, I'm saying race is an issue because race is an issue. Um, no matter how you look at it, no matter how you play it, you know what I'm saying? I got Jeff Saturday coming off the ESPN set, but I got a coach that's coached one of the top defense I me mean, offenses in the in the league the last three years, but he can't get a sniff. But Jeff gets to be an interim. I mean, I don't understand that. That's not fair, that's bullshit. Excuse my language, but then we got Sirianni who never – I don't know if Sirianni called plays or not, but then that's – if he didn't, but the enemy did, didn't either, where's where's the line of delineation? That's the problem. We're getting blurred here. And that's where the frustration comes in. It's like you can't say one thing to me and then be like, oh, yeah, it's good for him. And then you tell me I can't say discrimination. Why well, can't say it's a race issue? Mm. Here's my question. I mean, Steve Wilkes, he's the D.C. for Atlanta. No, San Fran. He, and last year, he had to be a passing game coordinator. Wait, Steve Wilkes was in uh, Carolina last year. Right, but he just got hired in San Fran as the D.C. Re- oh, to, to replace Ryan's. Yes. Am I breaking I... news to you? Oh, man. That's a, that's a, no, nah, it can't be a con bomb because that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to see a Woj thing. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it be. But I just that's wow, okay. But here's my thing. 
I think Flores should be getting a head coaching look. If Minnesota's defense is top five is he next still year, still in the league? Huh? Is he still still in the league? I don't know. Another black coach is still still in the league. It's still Hugh, still the Hugh Jackson tried to get himself attached to that, but I'm like, he's still still in the league. But still, they still still in the league. So he got another lawsuit for collusion. Yeah, and they're colluding again against him to not hire him as a head coach in the cycle. See, this is how you know the league got too much money because they paid out money to Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick for collusion. Now you're about to pay out more money to Brian Flores for collusion. Hey, why not? Tomorrow, so you, yo, hold on before you go. Tomorrow's gonna be the most beautiful day in the use of the English language. And just say why, KG. Just say why. Say why. Why? Why? Because my man Roger Goodell does the State of the Union tomorrow. So now, unless these questions are scripted, scripted, we're going to have some questions asked to him that's going to make Roger squirm. It's going to make Roger eh, have to have to use the English language to explain some things without explaining anything and say some things without saying nothing at all. That's the beauty of tomorrow. So there's going to be questions about the selling of the team. Mm. I mean, if somebody is smart, I'm hoping our guy, um, oh, what's his name? Philip, Mike Phillips from um, the Richmond Dispatch or Jake. No, I don't think JP's on, on set. I, I think he's, Far away, so like if he gets there, um, Phillips and he asks a question like, "What's up with the report?" Hmm. What report? There's a report that's supposed to be given, but it hasn't been given. And there's the other report that was never written, but should have been written, but wasn't written. But we know some of the details. But we don't know all the details. Yeah, or is everybody going to just? Suck on the teeth. That is, oh, is Dan Snyder going to sell the team, and we're going to just suffer, deal with that and not delve deeper into the things or the allegations. You never know. So, agree. Um, <clears throat> speaking Sorry. of Dan Snyder, he's he's also selling his house, and I think that uh, I he's should get right. it at a discount for the twenty four years of turmoil he's put me through. But uh, moving right along. Sean Payton officially takes over in Denver, and Lady C has called me twice this week because she's not okay. She needs somebody to come pick her up off the floor. She's upset. She's hurt because she's like, why Payton? And here's my thing. I feel her pain. That's like if Joe Gibbs went and coached Denver. He came out of retirement. He went to Denver or something. Or he went to uh, 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 Carolina. He... Carolina, because he, he he's down in Carolina. If he went and he came out of retirement and coached Carolina, I'd be on the floor. I'd be dead, dying, everything else. So I understand where she's coming from. Um, that's different. Yeah, but come on, Sean Payton was. I, I get it, but you know, you know what? You know what? I'm, you know what? This is this is the second time in two shows that I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to let the youth lead. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna let you be like the Tevin Campbell and tell me how tomorrow will be a better you and better me. Oh, I'm let wow. you go ahead and go with this. But so go ahead. Take it, take it, take it where you're gonna take it. Sean Payton was the golden boy. And I, I felt if he would go anywhere, I thought it would have been Dallas. I thought Mike McCarthy was fired, and I still think 
Mike McCarthy, if he if they don't win a big game oh, next, hey, year, Mike hey, next year, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. done. But I thought Sean Payton was going to be the one that stepped in because you know he has ties to Dallas. He was on the staff of wasn't Parcells. Yeah, it was Parcells. It was Parcells. Yeah, he was in the was. York and Parcells. Ooh, Parcells was. Mm. And he, he wound up, once he survived Parcells, boy, that might be a thirty for that should be a thirty for thirty surviving Bill. Well, I mean, look, look at the look at Bill Parcells' coaching tree. It's phenomenal. You know, it's guys that 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 are on his coaching tree that should have gotten head coaching jobs. Okay, maybe. And but the best off it, the best off of his coaching tree, of course, is Belichick. But Peyton's up right. there as well. But him going to Denver, I think it's a good move. I'm glad that he didn't go to Dallas because I I think that would have been a problem. But him going over to Denver, over under. <laughs> Is she coming to text window? Oh Lord! No, no, no! He need to stay stay in Nola. <laughs> yeah, he can't stay in that's Nola, over. baby. That's that's yeah. done. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. Bye 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 bye. It's a good thing he went to Denver too, because I think Denver and Dallas are connecting flights just in case he needs to sit. Never mind. Mm. <laughs> Never mind. I wish I, I wish we had Delonte because I would love to know. I'm gonna ask way too early. Over under. Nah, mm. I, I think it's eight point five because it's Vegas because they're gonna make you pick it. But yeah, mm. it's eight point five, and then you gotta figure that out. Because I think with the way the divisions go, I don't know what their schedule is, but if you can get lucky and get the um, AFC South again outside of Jacksonville and Tennessee, I still think the rest of that division is going to be um, free for the taking for you to pick off and still, I mean, even if you get two wins out of it, that's mm-hmm. two wins more than, than what you had before. I think, I, I think if he gets Russ on board and they get the rolling. Oh, you, you heard the, so here's the thing that killed me was when we, when I read a report on pro football talk mm-hmm. where Russell Wilson had an office for his trainer or his, quote-unquote, team of people in the building, Nathaniel Hacker was set up to fail. Mm. He gave him, he gave him, he, he gave him entirely too much power. Right. Oh, wow. I mean, I mean that, 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 that just sets you up for failure because now you're treating one guy completely different than everybody else. And I think that also hurt Tampa this year. I think treating Brady with the way they treated him Despite what was going on, that hurt the rest of the team. Mm, mm, you can't give, you can't tell some guy, all right, I need you here every day, and then you get this nigga. To, I mean, excuse my language. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I Tony Romo, but I actually said it. Um, yeah, you can't give somebody a two week vacation in the middle of, of getting prepared for the season. <sighs> and Tony wasn't going to say the word I said. So I, I I praise Tony for having restraint. Lady C says if he can shape up Russ, I guess I'm okay with it. But he's going to use Russ to whoop our ass in twenty in the twenty twenty four season. Well, I mean he got to Russ got to want to play. 
because Russ has the potential of being the black Drew Brees, where he's thrown for 5,000 yards every season, but they have to get the pieces around him. You have to get a run game, but it's possible. It's possible. And Russ has another dynamic that Drew Brees didn't have. He can use his legs. But Russ, Russ doesn't use his legs. Yeah, he stopped doing that because but here's the other dynamic. So um I apologize in in the beginning of this conversation or this statement because Sean Payton may not be the only saint that ends up in Denver. I think he wears the number 13. He's been having some bad ankles the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe just maybe Michael Thomas ends up and I ain't, I ain't gonna do that to Lady C. I'm sorry. I'll I, I watch my mouth. I, I won't say it because I don't want to put that hurt on you. I don't want to risk that evil on you, Ricky Bobby. But of course, as always, we'll keep an eye on it. We will, you know, I, I'll take the eight and a half. I'm willing to take that. Um, and Lady C, oh, of course, this guy, this guy. Who's this? That's the production assistant that they that, that ain't home this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, Russ gave his legs to CR for twerking purposes. <laughs> well, he didn't give them to him. She took it. Well, them twer- twerking purposes sapped the energy. That's like um, Delilah cutting Samson's head. But here's the thing: ever since she started twerking on that Jeep, you notice he's been failing. Exactly. She was all she was all classy. Had women. I want to pray to Sierra prayer because I want a man like Russell Wilson. Yeah, you want a man like that because you don't want to put the work in for him. She put work in, and she got a man, mm-hmm. and she was all classy. And then now she back the hood and ratchet. Come on, baby, don't you can't be doing that. Yeah, keep it, keep it, keep it where you're headed at. And this lady's out there doing the SWV. I get so weak. <laughs> <laughs> and Lady C says Thomas can go real talk. I think every Saints um, feels like yeah, that. I think every Saints fan feels like that. So yeah, but the problem is when you get the rest and they start to cook and Broncos Nation gets the I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh, oh they don't. I was trying to be nice like the ABC, man. I'm sorry. Well, I am being nice too. All right, Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> Last but not least, Lamar and the Ravens are a hundred million dollars apart on the deal. Does this deal is there any possibility? That this deal can get done, so Lamar comes back next year as starting quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, or is this a franchise year, or is this kaputs? Is it done? Does he hit the free agent market? Is is is? I think C and A and C and B are the first two options. I don't think it's an A. Like I don't think I don't think Baltimore because Baltimore is the kings of not letting capital go without getting um, capital back. Mm-hmm. So I can see them do a franchise tag and trade. I can see them do any of those options where they get something back and then they move on from him. Um, the other thing I can see is them just holding them on a franchise and then trying to figure out the layout of the land. But I think um, I don't know if it's the way the Ravens do business or it's the way that Lamar is trying to do business, but something isn't clicking. Something isn't working right. I agree. So, so, so I, I just don't see them 
finding a happy median. And, and then um, I said this before, and it's not to try to create Russ. I mean, not create Russ, but not to make Lamar sound like he's injury prone, but there's an issue when the last couple of years, your quarterback hasn't finished the season. I mean, whether it's COVID, whatever you want to call it, but they struggled down the stretch and Tyler Huntley or Robert Griffin III or um, what's the kid from Penn State? They finished the, the season out, not him. So that has to become an issue. And that has to become a, a question that you have to answer. It, it, here's my thing. Before, before uh, Lamar was drafted by Baltimore, we were talking about him on draft night. And we say whoever gets Lamar, they're getting themselves a great quarterback. Because everybody's overlooking the dude. When he fell down to the first round, to the bottom of the first round, I actually thought Buffalo would take him. But they didn't take a flyer on him, which is okay. When he got into the league, we said he, he going to run it up. Oh, well, now nah, he's going to be behind Flacco. He was 6-1 and one as a starter as a rookie. Okay. His second year, which was his MVP year, 13-2. and two. And he had career highs and touchdowns. Rushing attempts, rushing, and rushing average. And then every year after that, the Ravens seemed to stumble a little bit. 11 and 4, uh, 75 and 8 and 4. He only played 12 games the last two years. And it, it, it's, I get what you're saying about the injuries. But here's my thing name me another quarterback. That's as dynamic as Russell. I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson. That does not get hurt. I mean, it's, I mean, there's plenty of them. I mean, the the question more so, I think that we should be asking is, what does Lamar Jackson need to do to make sure he's a 16, 17 game a season player, not who who gives you the same output for what he does. Because he has to, that, there has to be a process in that, and then also Baltimore owes some neglect in that process because the last three years Baltimore has um, invested the least amount of capital in the position of wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? So you can't, I mean, you can't just go out there with Hollywood Brown who dropped everything and be like, oh, that's what we got. And then you had um, my boy Willie from the Saints, and then you had like. Um, there was a Sammy Watkins appearance. There was um, Duvernay. Now Duvernay from yeah Duvernay from Texas, but Duvernay is probably at best your fourth wide receiver if you're a good ball club. He's he shouldn't be a two or a three. Um, Rashad Bateman, who's shown flashes, but Rashad can't stay healthy right now either. Like there's there has to be an investment this year, and I don't know where Baltimore picks, but they have to move up in my mind. Um, and take one of these kids, uh, whether it's the Quentin Johnson, whether um, it's one of these top wide receivers in this draft class to, to, to make themselves seem like they're actually invested in wide receiver this year. And if they don't, then that's going to tell me a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? I thought they should have – I mean, I like the way they went and got um, Tyler Lindenbaum, the center from um, – was it Minnesota? forgot his college. But Lindenbaum, and I even said it on one of the shows that we did together, that Lindenbaum was like the perfect pick for them because he's a center and he's going to um, hold his team down for the next 
10 years. And I think Boston's going to be in a situation too where uh, either they trade back into the mid-20s or early 20s and they take the kid out of Minnesota, John Jingle, Hamish Schmidt, or whatever the kid's name is, and you get your landscape at center. And then if Ruye comes back, you put Ruye in contention with some contention with somebody else at, at guard and let them figure that part out. And now you got your backup center on the roster that he's either playing or he's sitting on the bench. And then you go from there. What about Cody Mock? This team, huh? What about Cody Mock? Cody Mock has made himself some money. I swear to God. I, I watched this kid. I'm I, when I watched the senior bowl, um, because I of course I'm a weirdo and I watched the practices. Um I even YouTube them because I had to see I had to see what, what was out there. And Cody Mock did a couple things. Um there's a kid from I think it's Houston. I think his name is Tank Hill. Um, wide receiver. Oh Lord. Shifty short, short distance quickness. Oh my gosh. And then there's a quarterback, I mean corner. Um Tyreek Stevenson from Miami. He's physical. All man, come on. We start talking drive. Then they have Devin Witherspoon from the University of Illinois. Devin Witherspoon will hit his mama on the screen. He don't care. He you will keep looking down, body. so I know you got a list. I know you uh, got Christian a Gonzalez, cornerback from Oregon. Great speed, great. Mm. Then you got Joey Porter Jr. And when I watched him, the only thing that made me skeptical on him was the fact that they were playing Purdue and a lot of his highlights. And Aiden O'Connell just looked god awful. And maybe he made him look better than he than he was. But yeah, I, ooh, this is my season right here, boy. It's my season. Well, Drew Sanders, linebacker. Arkansas used to be at Alabama. Woo! See, we I can't wait to get down till we get to the combine and we get to all of that because I know for a fact we're gonna have a, I want to see in this combine. And I don't think the bad part is I don't think he can throw. So I really want to see Heat Head and Hooker, quarterback Tennessee. I think he's gonna end up in the second round. Um, he used to be at Virginia, Virginia Tech, but Tech's offense didn't, and his receiver core didn't allow him to be great. Um, and the second he got to Tennessee with Jalen Hyatt and those guys, um, Jalen Hyatt, another kid that's going to be a good wide receiver. Um, I think his only issue is going to be getting him on other parts of the route tree. Uh, but Hayden Hooker, and, I, and I'm going to tell you who's going to really shock the world. Um, it's going to be Anthony Richardson. And I don't know if it's going to shock the world, but Richardson has got plus arm talent. I'm not talking about He's got Mahomes type arm talent, um, where he's and Josh Allen type arm talent. Him and Hooker, they can throw the ball all over the yard. The only problem they're going to have is accuracy, if they can see the field and all that stuff. I didn't went down the wormhole. I'm sorry. Hey, look, I'm just sitting here listening because I, I I wait until the combine because you know draft stock can either rise at the combine or it can drop. Well, see, I watch, so I'm big on Senior Bowl, Shrine, like this. Hold on, let me let me see this because I know I text, I text my man, um, Pete Madhurst and Chris Russell. Um, it's a wide receiver. Uh, oh, Charlie Jones. So if you need a return man late in this draft, Charlie Jones is the guy. Look him up. Just take a couple minutes. It's him, and then um, there's a kid Knowles from Kansas State. 
another return man, but he's more of a kick return man. So I don't know if he could be a punt returner because he's mostly got long speed. He doesn't have short distance quickness and all that stuff. So I don't really know what he would fit um, for the commanders, but I know Charlie Jones would fit for the commanders. And like, I mean, yeah, Dax Milne, I see. Um, yeah, this is my this is my time of year, man. Devontae Banks, University of Maryland, cornerback. Like, I feel like Washington's starting to have a type in corners where they like them 6'2", 6'1", um, 200 pounds. They can match in coverage. That's another kid that's going to be awesome for Washington. Like, Washington will have his pick. Uh, it depends on which way they want to go. And then personally, I mean, I know he had 11 and a half sacks this year, but I, I feel like um, more so just because of the scenario with the ownership, I think Washington may have to get rid of Payne instead of sign him because you can't really here's, – here's why I'm at this destination. You, you're you going through an ownership change. You're not going to be able – we're going to actually – do you remember the Trent Green story? Yeah. Where Trent Green – like they were trying to resign him, but they really couldn't because ownership was changing hands and really he didn't have any direction. And I don't mm-hmm. think they used the franchise tag on him, so they didn't have a way to keep him because I don't even know if that was in place at the time. But that's not getting the minutiae of that. So – with pain, I think they have to franchise him no matter what. But I don't know if they're going to be willing to give him the, the money he needs to keep him here. And then you're going to have to draft a linebacker because I don't know if you're going to be able to keep Holcomb. And that's a bad thing. I thought that he was top priority. Him and Payne were top priority. So, but if you don't, if you don't have the money, what can you do? What can you do? And, 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 and I tell you, see, the problem I have is watch the fans sit here and cry and do the Justin Timberlake and cry you a river over the guys we gave up. But you ain't really give up that many guys that really were that productive in other places. Like everybody will point to Ryan Clark, but for every Ryan Clark, there's Alfred Morris that really didn't do, do stuff when he got to other places. Um, there are other guys that just really like, oh, they'll have a good game. And you're like, oh, we should never got rid of them after the good game. But then in the lineage of it, he didn't do anything the rest of the time. Um, so 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 you gotta be careful when it comes to that dynamic. So I'm sorry, we're gonna wrap this shit up here. No, but see, when you say that about Washington fans, when they cut RG3, when they cut Alf, when they cut Darrell Young, it wasn't right. about huh? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because I, I want to hear this out. I'm it, sorry. it wasn't it wasn't always it wasn't about productivity. All the time, Darrell Young. I felt he was one of he was versatile. They uh uh uh, uh Gruden wanted Alpha Morris gone because he couldn't catch out the backfield. He wasn't no, a pony. Alpha Morris gone because he had no he had no giddy up. I'm telling you what I heard inside story. I'm telling you what I heard. <laughs> he didn't. He couldn't catch out the backfield the way he wanted. Of course, he didn't like RG three. He didn't have a in in Gruden's offense, he didn't have a fullback in his offense, so DY wasn't. And I'm like, okay, you released so many fan favorites that were productive and had a hand in winning our last division title, which I thought that after that year we should have retooled and came back and did it all over again. But I digress. So you miss Rob Jackson? Where did Rob Jackson go after he left here? I think he went to Oakland. Or I don't think Rob. Oakland. I don't think Rob Jackson went anywhere after he left here. I think his last stop was here. 
Now I'm not gonna say I miss Rob Jackson. Everybody's like, "Well, Rob know, Jackson." I'm, I'm, messing, I'm messing with you. That was that was that was me turn, trying to turn the knife a little bit. I'm messing no, with you. You thinking? You know who you thinking of? You thinking of Perry Riley? No, I'm not thinking about Perry Riley. You're thinking of Perry the only Riley. person thinking about Perry Riley is his girlfriend. So it's definitely not Perry Riley. But you're I know he ended up in Oakland. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but not. But I, they they released a lot of uh, fan favorites. And it wasn't oh, the point. Why would he fan? I mean, I'm sorry. No, mind. We were getting the whole content, whole other show. Let's, let's yeah. stay on track. Rob Jackson, he, he his after two, uh, 2013 was his final season in the NFL. He he uh, he re-signed Washington. Let me see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, he was supposed to be a restricted free agent. He agreed to re-sign to a one-year deal on March 9th. And then they he got suspended. On March 20th, for violating the league substance abuse policy, Washington right. re-signed him April 4th, 2014, and then released him August 24th of the same year. So there's there's a better story that we can talk about. So there's a young man, I think he's playing for the Pittsburgh Maulers, uh, mm-hmm. named Ruben Foster, who had a very hideous injury um, on the first day of uh, OTAs in his career. I mean, not in his career, but um, in his Arrival here at Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm concerned and I'm happy for him. I'm happy because he gets another opportunity. I just wonder if he's ever going to be. I just don't ever think he can be that guy he used to be because of the, the nature of the injury. But he did give himself some time to re to heal. But I think this is going to be one of those um, litmus tests yeah. to figure out if he if if it's real or if it's not real. And what's crazy is I said, you know, he should have been when his he had a two year deal after that first year. I said, you know, he should have been put on a futures contract, something that he was kept in house. Number one, to keep his insurance. Number two, to keep, you know, keep giving him years in the NFL to get his pension going just in case he can't come back. Right. But number three, when he finally healed, he could work his way back onto the field. and We could say, okay, let's see what you got. And we could give him the time to see what he has, because I, I wanted him back. I'm not gonna lie, I wanted him back because oh, I thought I him was too concerned about his knee to 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 want him back. So let's he, let me he, shift gears because now I'm gonna take us to another gear because this is something we really haven't gotten into. Um. So, but I'm gonna take. I know we gotta wrap it up, but let's give five minutes to this. Um, the Dan Snyder, the sale, the no sale. Like, where are you in your mindset of is it happening? Is it not happening? Um, is it something that you not something you want to see, but is it is there someone that you have in mind that you want? Because I know you're not probably a big Bezos fan. Not if I had if I had my choice, my number one choice would be Byron Allen. Okay. Uh, my second choice, um, I can't think of the, the gentleman's name. He's from out on the West Coast. I uh, forget what team he owns. He owns a hockey team. I can't think of who it is. Okay, I know you tomorrow. I think I, it's either Josh Harris or the, and I hate to say it this way, but it's either Harris or the other guy. Yeah, yeah. There's three. There's a. There's like a, a mini top three that they own teams in two other sports. Mm-hmm. And those, t- and then it's another guy on the East Coast. I think he owns the Sixers. Yeah, that's Harris. Yeah, I think and that's Harris. Those are my top three. Those are my right. top three because they they come from 
winning organizations. The guy on the West Coast, I said, you know, it'd be serendipitous if he got it because he's an L.A. guy and he's coming here. You know, Jack Cook did the same thing, (laughs) you know. But, you know, history has a way of repeating itself. But those are my top three. So give me on a percentage scale how much you believe is going to happen. A. And you can – go ahead. I believe he's going to sell a portion of the team. Maybe not all of it. Maybe right. 49%. Ah, he can't sell 49. You got to sell it to be one. I don't think you got to give up control of interest. I'm not paying $7 billion to be minority owner. But I, I understand where you, I understand the pessimism. Yeah, because I think that's just, that's, that's about the way to keep his, his feet. And, you know, they say, um, if you ever pay attention to a duck, you know, the problem or the one thing you can't see is their feet underneath the water yep. where they're actually flapping all fast and doing everything. So I, I get that. But that's that's probably got to be the biggest Dan Snyder move of all time. Yeah, I'm going to sell a team and then all of a sudden, well, I'm only going to sell 49 percent, baby. Of course. The, the, the other Dan Snyder move, I, somebody was reading an article today and they were talking about how when he moved into the. The one that he's selling, um, how he cut down a bunch of trees to get like a view, and then the ranger came to tell him he couldn't do it, and then he got the ranger fired. Like Dan Slider has so many of these moments where he has been, I mean, he's a walking heel. He is the antithesis of a bad person in terms of just doing things and feeling like he can just do whatever he wants to do. So I, 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 I'm I, ready for the moment he leaves. I just don't want to get my hopes up. Like, the only reason I haven't ran with this is because I feel like I'm going to get let down at some point. For, for lack of a better term, he's a dick. Okay. Okay. That's a stronger word. I like that. I mean, but that's that I've always heard him described as that. Yeah. You know, but the, a lot of people say early on he wasn't like that. See, I don't, I don't know. I mean, because when you're, when you have that income at that age, there's a certain gravitas that you just become accustomed to, um, and and I think, like, you feel like you can do, say, or be whatever you want to be in that moment because you you have this money, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as we get and we delve into, you know, what should have been in the Wilkerson report and what's going to be in the um, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike report or whatever the next person is doing reports. Um, Don't forget Ralph and Johnny. I'm sorry. Well, no, nah, no, nah, because they got a tour now where it's just those four. That's the only reason I didn't have Ralph and Johnny in there. Wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, you don't... Uh, never mind. That's, 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 a, that's a deviation. But, uh, seriously. Um, I just feel like there's, there's this place where... I agree with you where I feel like the, the screw job, the hill job, the Montreal screw job is him staying on in some capacity with 51%. But I don't think the NFL will allow that. And that's part of the reason why I feel like Ron will get year, what's this, year four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'll get year four just because um, because it's studying force, it's studying nature, that he'll he'll be able to keep this afloat through the transition, uh, kind of like um, Jeff Fisher. 
Jeff Fisher in St. Louis, or when St. Louis transferred to LA, and when Tennessee or Houston transferred to Tennessee, Mm -hmm. Jeff Fisher was on board for that. And the league kind of made sure that person stayed in place. So that's how I see this iteration of this sale is we'll keep Ron in place to figure it out. So now tell me, KC, KG, who's the OC? And it can't be me or you. We got actually oh. legit options. Legit. Um, I was thinking Sherm Lewis. No, I said legit. <laughs> okay. Come on, legit. man. Come on, come on. Uh, I, th- I think they go back and they give uh, – they give Caldwell another call. Uh, nah. You don't think Caldwell? Nah. So I, think Caldwell, I think Caldwell is at a point where if you're not hiring me as an um, HC, then you're wasting my time. Well, uh, I think I've proven enough. And I say that from the standpoint of if you take Detroit, what he did in Detroit, and what he left Detroit, and what Detroit has done since then, I think Dan Campbell is the only one to have even close to a winning record since he's left, I think he got fired at nine and seven, and Dan Campbell came in and won this year with nine and eight. And yeah, I think but, that's actually a meme. Yeah, but you think about uh, what was it? Matt Patricia came in and was like three and thirteen, three years in a row. Right, right. So, so, so I, I don't see that as the option. I see. I'm honestly between Zampezi. I don't think the enemy becomes the guy. I think the enemy takes Baltimore. To be honest. Um, because I think there's, I think John, Har- I think Harbaugh was on the Philly staff with Reed. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's where that connection comes in. And even though Ron was there, I think it's a little bit different. Yeah, and I think Ron has to kind of settle with Ken, and I would love to see him take Ken and maybe bring Shermer in as the um, QB coach, or you. Bring in her. Oh, God, I can't say it. No, nah, I can't say it. So yeah, so I think it's the, I think it's that way. I think we settle. You know what I'm saying? I think we end up in a in the bar at 2 a.m. in the morning, and this last call, and we gotta take the chick that we're talking to home with us for the night. Hope for the best. Now here's a scenario, and then we gone. All right, move Zampezi to offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Dan, well, first thing, Dan sells the team. Snyder's gone, right? New owners in, whoever it may be. You don't Bring have the time. Huh? You don't have the time. Just, uh, I know. Yeah. I'm going to go just short sell it. I don't care. But <laughs> um, Zampezi is the OC. You got, you say, how is your starter? You bring in Jim Zorn to train how. I let you know what? I knew you was going to say that, but. My my personal preference would be if as so my personal preference is Pep. Um, if I had to be honest and open and candid, I would take Pep as my OC, Pep Hamilton. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing Pep as the QB coach in this scenario. And I'm gonna tell you why Pep is the option that I was thinking of. What did he just deal with? He was in Houston with a with Lovey Smith. Guess what they did? They ran the ball with Pierce a bulk of the time, and they didn't have a quarterback. So I can see him just stepping in and being willing to run the ball 52% of the time, 54% of the time, with Robinson, Gibson, and the kid that you draft. Because I know 
that's going to be the next best option. And then you go from there. I'm glad you, 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 uh, you clarified Pep Hamilton. Wasn't Pep Hamilton the head coach of the XFL defenders? Yes, he was. That's what I thought. And last year he was the offensive coordinator for Lovey Smith. Okay. Now the reason why I'm glad you, you said Pep and my mind immediately went to Pepper Rogers. And I was like, that's not possible. <laughs> he can't be still alive. No offense. No, he, he died back in 2020. Okay. But when you said that, I was like, that's not possible. That's like me saying I want to see Marcia Broder back in Daggone Baltimore. That's not possible. Right. No, so, no. I'm glad you, you you did that. That's why I started. That's why I hit this right here. That's why I started tapping the head. Because I was like, yeah. No. <laughs> but nah, nah, I, 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 I like, I mean, even when we played um, like, I felt like he knew he was dealing with a shorthand. And he managed and allowed that shorthand to stay in ball games. I mean, they they were up on Philly um late in the season. They were up on Dallas late in the season. So it's, it's like there are certain times when the rubber meets the road and you got to um, shit or get off the pot. And I think that's what happened more so in their scenarios than anything else. Um they just ran out of talent. Not out of not out of scheme. Got it. All right, we 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 approaching an hour and a half. We wasn't even supposed to be on this long, but you, you put a laundry list on there. You that's not nah, that's but I come I condensed the laundry list. Stop it. <laughs> I condensed it. <laughs> we will be back on Thursday to try Super Bowl trivia again. I mean, y'all don't want this money. I keep it in my pocket, you know. Or hell, I I'll I'll, I'll give the midnight ride all the answers before the show. And nah, 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 legit. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, ain't, I ain't taking that. <laughs> but no free no free W's. We'll be back on Thursday to do it all over again. So for the incomparable, undefeated, unmatched, undisputed, undisputed, uh, reigning champion, the Midnight Rider, reigning defending, but it's okay. All that. <laughs> I told you I can't I, I can't follow that up. Hey, I know. He'll be back um not next week, two weeks. So here's the thing. We got follow... something else. We got something else. Oh Lord. We you don't follow. You don't follow dogs, kids, Ray Lewis, or Josh. That's right. it. You don't follow them behind. You don't follow behind him because you'll never, you'll never e- equal up to the success. So we got, we got, one, one, we got one the holster. <laughs> that's the midnight rider. Oh, the wrong side. That's the midnight rider. I'm the big guy, KG. We don't do no overtime, y'all. We are out of here. All right. <laughs>